coming to you live as always from various parts of the U.S. Myself coming to you live from San Diego. I'm joined tonight by Jason and Jim. Chris has got a, a work thing going on, bless his heart, so he's not going to be able to help us out tonight. But I've got uh, my two other best friends here, and and man, we had a couple, we had a hell of a weekend uh, in Philadelphia together. And the fact that all three of us made it home safely. Uh, it's pretty impressive in itself. So, uh, Jim, down in Texas, how are you doing, man? I'm feeling a little bit um, tender in my throat after yeah. um, a big singing session with you all this weekend. Oh, man, did we do some singing, folks? Uh, we'll get into that one. Jason, how are you? You're feeling about the same thing over there in New York City? Yeah, my body made it back to New York, but my voice has uh, stayed behind in the city of brotherly love. <laughs> well apologies in advance to all the listeners tonight yeah i I gotta say also i probably even though my voice is so bad i probably still sound better than i look today that's how i felt too man i woke up at like five this morning for work and i kind of just kept my eyes shut and like did that thing where you've been in like a car wreck or something and you're like feeling yourself over to make sure you're a one piece because i was scared of how shitty i was gonna feel for work today and it was like, okay, I'm not sick at least. Cause that was my one thing. I was like, I, mean, I do not want to get like the flu or some shit, c- catch some bug on these dirty ass airplanes that we ride on. But uh, yeah, as far as just like my liver and stuff, that's probably going to take a, take a couple of weeks to recover. I think you're probably in the same boat boys. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm channeling one of you around the Houston area's most famous gravelly voiced uh, people at the moment, Barry White. And, um, but without the, without the sexiness. Well, don't, don't cut yourself any slack there, sir. You, you provide plenty of sexiness. And Jason, I, uh, I think like speaking of uh, things and sexy things, let's talk about the night that we had uh, the first ever us Fox's family reunion, because it was everything that we could have dreamed of and more um, an event post- hosted by the Philly Foxes. Shout out to CJ, um, our, a new family member that we gained this week. He absolutely went above and beyond to play host to our little party. And we ended up doing some special things, man. Yeah, well, um, first, when you're talking about sexiness, I was starting to get nervous. Like you guys all went out and did something without me. But uh <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't say it was a little party, man. It was a great, it was a great turnout. Um, had a blast. I mean, everybody that was there had such a good time. Um, definitely, you know, shout out to CJ for, for hooking it all up and finding an awesome spot down there at, at, at Con Murphy's in, in Philly. Um, I was out with uh, playing golf with some of the palace boys that morning um, I mentioned where we were having it and they were like, Oh, whoever organized that knows exactly what he's doing. So um, that was a, it was a, it was a great night, man. And uh, I, I, everyone had had such a good time and it was just, it was, it was so great just walking in and, and seeing you guys for the first time in person in, in such a long time. I just, just, you know, the hugs and just all the hellos and, and then just also seeing some some faces that uh, for the first time, like folks that we've known but haven't gotten a chance to meet yet in person, listeners to the pods, folks that, that we interact with on on Twitter um, and other places. So it was uh, it was just awesome, you know. Like it was a bunch of 
old friends getting together along with a bunch of new old friends. And that's uh, kind of how it feels like we all left the weekend, started the weekend and, and went right through the, with, with that kind of feeling. Yeah, like some of those event things like that that you you go to when you're meeting people, especially people off the internet that you've only known on the internet, you're kind of like, you know, apprehensive about. But it, it, every, literally to the person, it was amazing person after amazing person. And like hearing everybody's story, I mean, whether it's how they found the pod or how long they've been listening to the pod or even how they found the club or started listening, to, you know, cheering for the club. I mean, holy shit, it was just a night that I will remember forever and will be forever indebted to everyone that made that night special. Um, I, in putting, like you said, putting faces to, to people I've talked to for a long time, you know, on the internet stuff, it's just really, it, it's kind of surreal really. And being like, Oh, cool. We've been talking for three years and, and now we got to meet. So that was a really cool thing. And, you know, we, we, we got to give a shout to, to, uh, our boy, Daryl Maga, making the trip over from Lesta on a, on very short notice, um, kind of really surprising all of us and, and showing up and, and, and really making the effort to uh, come join us, Jim. It was pretty awesome to see him walk in. Oh, absolutely. And, um, and thanks to his wife for pushing him to come as well. You know, big shout out to her. Um, and it was great to, you know, I know, I know he's been a friend to a lot of the folks for a long time. And, you know, personally, it was the first time I've met him and he lived up to the hype and he's such a, a warm and, and, you know, caring person and you know, very knowledgeable about, about Leicester city. And it was just great to spend time with him. And, you know, as you said, Matt, the, like the fans who have come from all over the country, um, who, who love this club, they, you know, they could have been a supporter for, a, you know a year I don't know why you'd only be a year I don't know what you'd be still doing here but well done if you are or you know for for 40 50 60 years you know we've got we had people all over um who were expats like myself or you know people who are from the U.S. like you guys who just you know stumbled across this great great little club and um you know every every fan fest and I know we'll probably get that into a sec second we kind of get more and more people but we still maintain that we're the loudest supporters there and um we had a blast, you know. Yeah. I, I got to jump in, guys, and say something about, about Macca coming over, man. That was like, um, you know, is a guy that, that, that Matt and I have known for, for a long time. We've known in person. We've, you know, seen him uh, on that side of the pond uh, over here in the States before. Uh, I was lucky enough to watch uh, the game out in Rome with him. And, you know, this is something that, you know, we've talked about for a while and, 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 um, we haven't gotten a chance to, you know, for, for Matt, my, my, you know, my brother, Jordan, that, that a lot of you guys know, and, um, and, and Maka and myself to, to all be together. And that was something that we just kind of been talking about for a while. Once this fan fest kind of got announced and, and we all decided we were going, um, you know, me just like, I, I love her. I love you too. And getting, um, Getting back and you know convincing him to come over, it was uh, it was something that I know that like it was a really really special just weekend for us on a personal level to be able to do that because we've been such good friends for for so long and um, I, I just um, yeah I, I'm going to be thinking about you know the, those few days and and the good times that we've had uh, for a very very long time after this trip and um, hopefully we'll uh, do it the next time we do it uh, hopefully we'll be in in Leicester pretty soon. 
Yeah, dude, I, those special days and special nights too, because uh, there were a few late ones at the old bar. Uh, <laughs> a couple <laughs> nights that. What's yeah. that, Jim? Sorry, yeah, it was also the first time we had all four of us together for you know it's always been probably yeah. three of us at, that's at, crazy at that's most crazy. as well so we've um i know chris is, is still working bless his heart tonight but um you know it was awesome to like finally get everyone together from the pod as well it's so true man i'm so glad you said that because i i think it, that kind of hit me at one point during the night when we were all just kind of standing around you know having some delicious cheesesteaks uh at the event i was just like holy shit like this is the four this is the crew right here so and, yeah and, and anyone who maybe wanted a live stream or um or, or just to do maybe a pod at the site i don't think the sound quality would have been good because it was pretty noisy and it, we might have lost that we might have had to make that one um r-rated as well yeah absolutely we would have uh I don't know who could have hosted that. That would have had to have been like an OnlyFans thing because it got pretty <laughs> raunchy there for a while, guys. We were we could have uh, made, made some more money for Vishai's <laughs> foundation, though. We absolutely could have, but yeah, I mean, I mean, to a person, whether it's you know Mac or there's so many people, uh, guys that that showed up. I mean, it, it, from like I said, Omaka to to our new friend Wade that came from Atlanta that you know ended up really like helping us make reach uh, a a level with our vichai foundation donation that we we couldn't have even dreamed of so it just it it just speaks to the level of people that this club continues to bring together um and and it's 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 insane and it and it makes me so proud you know over and over again and especially just something like this reaffirms it man that just what this is and you get a group of of people like that together and and it was just an, a freaking awesome night so if you were there i hey guys thank you so damn much uh from the bottom of my heart like it was like i said earlier i just sound like i'm i know i sound like i'm repeating myself now but it's only because my gratitude like knows no bounds about how freaking amazing that was it was beyond anything that we could have ever imagined when we started talking about doing it and I cannot wait to keep doing it because it was so fun. That's definitely going to be a new tradition, Jim. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I, th I think we we got confirmation there will be another one. But um, but um, so definitely for those of you who couldn't make it, that listen, we'd love to see you in the next one, and you know we'll we'll keep keep it peeled, and if we can, you know, give anyone an early heads up, we'll we'll try to, of course. But I don't know if we're that much in the know here we're not as much in the know as the the foxes talk um transfer rumors experts um but i know we're probably also stalling on um the high points of the weekend and and avoiding the the game that was yeah. <laughs> maybe not necessarily the most attractive lead off to a premier weekend well certainly on a saturday for the event um right so it was yeah. it was interesting too and and you know being at several of those events now like going in and at the lines this year like the hype was real guys. Like you could tell people were ready, especially the Philly fans, you know, who they got screwed out of the first NBC live event. They, because of, you know, the pandemic, they were ready and they showed up in force and the lines were freaking insane to get in, but we all made it in and a really, really cool event space. What they were able to do um, right there at Dilworth park was very unique and, and how they built it around the city hall. It was just a really, really cool thing. And I, uh, I, I it ended up being wonderful for us, frankly, guys, because if we would have been on that Sunday game, they had to start turning people away because the lines were so long. So thank God that our, we had the early match Saturday. 
uh, and got in when we did, Jason, because it was a mess after a while. It was, yeah. I mean, and, uh, you know, they, they certainly did a good job making sure all the, uh, it was like Man Cities and Spurs fans could get in for that 7.30 a.m. Uh, kickoff between Leicester and Palace. But, um, you know what, thanks, thanks to Dana and uh, Sweet Talking, uh, <laughs> some of the folks there were able to, to, uh, to make kickoff. And I, I agree. I think it was a lot better. I mean, it was rough. It was rough to get out that early in the morning. But once we got there, I think, you know, our group and the Palace group, we were able to really make the space our own, being the only game that was on that early. And, you know, I, I think we kind of set the tone for the for the rest or, or set the standard, rather, um, for the rest of the week. And it didn't seem like it was really matched in terms of, uh, you know, the uh, volume and uh, and intensity and, and perhaps creativity amongst the fans and, and banter as well. So um, I, I think that was a really good group of, of folks for, for us to kind of watch against. And, um, and uh, I think it worked out, worked out well. We were able to kind of take the space and yeah. make it ours. Yeah. yeah, it really was great, especially because I know you guys uh, weren't able to join us at the L.A. one. But in L.A., we, of course, we played Brentford at 430. And so it ended up we had about, I'd say, 40 Leicester fans again, which is pretty much what we had at this event. And uh, but rather than having, you know, 40 or whatever, we Crystal Palace fans in Philly that we had singing against us uh, it, the Brent, for the Brentford crowd. It was one guy and his like five year old son, which makes it kind of hard to talk shit or sing shit to uh, to, to them <laughs> uh, opposing fans when that's what we had. But because we did have a good for, a group with Palace, there was some really good banter and made it made it a lot of fun and kind of what that whole event is about jim oh absolutely yeah and we, and we didn't have to rely on outsourcing our atmosphere to a, a wwe wrestler or, or anything oh, like yeah. that you know? <laughs> so you know we had we had our own celebrity in baby Philbert, um who who got who got put up on stage um an adorable little probably the youngest foxes fan there yeah, well, you said earlier, you're like, I don't know why anyone would be following this club for one year. And I was like, well, we actually did have you <laughs> think about baby Filbert. I think he's a one year fan. So poor kid. But I think yeah, I said oh, no, I have God. choice. But, um... <laughs> if you don't know but, what we're talking about, guys, you can go onto the NBC uh, Premier League uh, USA account. They have the video of us. There was a uh, <laughs> there was a couple that brought in their uh, son and he was in a little fox's outfit and oh my god it was the cutest thing ever so we of course start singing to him there's only one baby filbert and uh it was it was hilarious and then next thing i know baby filbert is being abducted by rebecca Lowe, and he and is on the stage so uh that was an interesting turn of events so he was the biggest celebrity out of our whole group which was which absolutely was yeah so get ready for uh, following him on twitter yeah yes yes or TikTok. I think that's what the kids do now. Exactly. Uh, days. Um, so, yeah, yeah uh, other than that, go, though, guys, it was great. We we were off to the right. Palace fans were off to the left trying to set the stage for you in your heads. Um, they had breakfast burritos. They had coffees. They had spiked hot chocolates. Uh, they did not anticipate the crowd, though, because they ran. What was it they ran out of? rather quickly? Someone coffee. coffee. They yeah, ran out of ran. coffee and breakfast by 8 a.m. 8 a.m. So. <laughs> I think people who were looking to go at halftime for for a snack were sorely disappointed. Um, yeah. So unfortunately, they probably had to have a, a a different type of beverage instead. Exactly. Well, unfortunately or fortunately, I had two of those spiked hot chocolates before the Bud Lights started flowing, and 
Uh, they brought a little cart over right in front of us, which made it very easy to go over there and access the beers. And um, yeah, guys, how did I not notice any of that? What the, <laughs> the guy with the cart? The cart right in front of us. The hot spiked hot chocolates. I I I think it's because no, I, we got in a little earlier than you did, and you guys kind of had to just uh, jump right in. You know what I mean? To the gotcha. we were already. It was you guys got in. I want to say you know ten minutes before kick, where we had been there for forty minutes or, or whatever, and wandering around with nothing to do. So yeah, Jason minutes. and I went for the authentic Philbert um, Philbert uh, Street. Sorry, King Power um, <laughs> experience of when you kind of rock in late because and you don't you don't know whether <laughs> you tickets going to work. You know, contactless <laughs> tickets for those <laughs> who go to the games. <laughs> um it was all of that so it was, it was definitely as, as genuine a fan experience as you could get without being actually at the get at the ground <laughs> well they yeah they, yeah, yeah. It complete with the uh with the play forward chance to uh so yeah, <laughs> yeah well it, it was nice that actually one of the guys who was marshalling the line revealed he was a forest fan so that kept our group entertained while we were waiting for oh, and then he sort of followed us down and round so um yeah, he, he he gave it back though, which is quite funny, wasn't it, Jason? <laughs> I I missed that too. <laughs> Sorry. Well, you, you were there. You were there. Maybe maybe you still weren't awake yet. I know. It was a- maybe I was just trying to just kind of figure out, like you know, trying to help make sure Rob could get into. So. Yeah, probably. Yeah. yeah. I think I was talking I think about I the, sassy, the, the, sa- the sassy steward. Oh, the sassy steward. Yeah. So how could I forget? How could I forget the sassy steward? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He told us all that he was a Nottingham uh, Forest fan. Yeah, he was. Excellent, excellent. Said he liked it because of the 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 um the sheriff of Nottingham was his favorite oh. character. <laughs> I'm kidding. Is it? <laughs> that was that. The worst part is that's insanely plausible. So uh, it, 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 I would uh, the way that they select the people who work the doors. That that would not surprise me. Yeah, exactly. Not exactly passing wonderlicks there. Um, we uh, speaking of Nottingham though, man. We I've had forests get battered everywhere they go in my head uh, for forty eight straight hours, um, which not necessarily a bad thing, but uh, it was pretty hilarious how many times we sung that. Um, but yeah, I, I, I anything else before we dive into the game that you guys really wanted to mention? Um, about you know the setup of, of, of the event or anything like that cool no i, think I probably yeah i'm sure there are other details that i've that i've since forgotten that's the problem like i, w- I wish i was a more responsible adult for you all and, and had really done a better job at, at uh re- <laughs> you know remembering this but the problem is when you get together with your best friends uh and alcohol and the thing that you all love the most is happening uh yeah the memory the old memory bank sort of shuts down and gets a little bit hazy so uh, and I, yeah and i think i think with the game there was a lot more it was the event rather than the is it was it in the occasion or am yeah. i got that wrong but i don't know the occasion rather than the whatever's for happening. sure for sure Someone, and i think some, some, some of them yeah and, and you know for me it was you know i i really enjoy, at the actual event itself I, I enjoyed mostly just you know being able to stand and and, and the, the bits of back and forth we had with uh, with the palace group down there. There's some guys that I, I I've known for for a while. So shout out to to Brian and Patrick from the New York their New York group and Big John that that came down, and then also my guy Will uh, from and uh, and uh, Stuart uh, from the Philly group down there. So 
they a lot of those guys, you know, spent lots of time at Football Factor. We have like different groups getting together to watch it. So it's not only is it, you know, uh, it, it, it's expected to, you know, to, you know, get some, give it to each other back and forth. It's also, you know, encouraged and welcomed. So, you know, anytime like they gave us something a little, you know, so, you know, with a little bit of extra, you know, spice on it, it was, it was all, all in good fun. And, and they were, you know, giving us, you know, their, their chance and, and, and trying to, you know, rip on us a bit, you know, fully expecting us to, to give it back to them. And I think we did a pretty damn good job of, of uh, holding our own there um, in front of the big screens. For sure. We also had a cheat code when you have a, you know, 35 year season ticket holder in Macca there literally with every quip about crystal palace on the edge of his tongue. So as he played, he played very, very well the whole time. But when, when they threw something with a little extra spice on it, he was ready to give it right back to him. And I think uh, that was definitely a nice little uh, thing we had, Jim. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, that, that, that was kind of what, you know, you, when you think about going to a game and, and having that interaction with the opposition fans as well as your own. Um, but all in good fun, all kind of, you know, it, it never got too, you know, too rowdy. Yeah, we never uh, had to fight, we kept, you know, we kept Brenda from Kentucky, the big Crystal Palace fan. We didn't have to fight her, you know, it was just all. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> Well, uh, across the Atlantic um, from Philadelphia over in beautiful Lester, uh, our boys uh, in, hot Lester, in, in very hot, sweltering heat, Lester, insanely yeah. hot Lester. I mean, just unbelievable heat, according to Brendan Rogers. Um, and that was really what forced us into a, a less than fun result. We came out in a four one four one with which. You know, the, the formation is just continually. It's just, at this point, I'm wondering, he's just shaking it in a cup and throwing out what comes out because um, it's it's getting interesting. Danny Ward again, Timmy, Dan, Wout and Justin, Booba in the middle. Matters is out on the wing again, which was interesting, especially with Southgate in the uh, company. Uh, then Yuri and uh, Dewsbury Hall, Harvey on the wing with Daka up top. And uh, yeah, guys, it uh, came out and right away. I mean, honestly, looking at the match as a whole, if you go back and watch like the NBC package highlights, uh, they put together those 14, 15 minute highlights. You honestly see like one highlight from Crystal Palace in I'm not even shitting you eight minutes. Um, we dominated that game and that kind of makes the result that much crappier, doesn't it? Yeah, we did. I think everything but play with confidence in the final third. Other than that, I think we we were the better side. Um, their their big weapons didn't do much. Zaha was very quiet. Came off early, um, and uh, I think like Iru's best plays were in his defensive third. Um, it was uh, it, it it stunk because you know we were better than than that. We're better than we have been been playing all season, and we were the better side that game but things have just when they're when they're going bad and the confidence isn't there you just aren't going to make those plays to, to close out a game yeah and you know right off the bat of course Jeff Lee, Jeff Schlupp starts against them and and as we know how that usually goes with former Leicester players so I was I was 
and they put him in the midfield too. So he moved, I guess he'd been playing further back for them lately, um, maybe in left back. And, but he was back in the middle. So I immediately thought he was going to have a hat trick. I thought that was going to be on the board right away. So I'd kind of reserve myself that that was probably something that was going to happen. But um, right away, matters gets a nice free kick in the fourth minute. Their goalie actually had a pretty good game for them too. Uh we, we helped him out every way possible as we really like to do as, as a team by shooting it directly at him multiple times, but he did have some nice passes. Um, uh, sorry, not passes. He had some nice punches out and um, one of them came right there on that free kick, which it would have been nice. And we see right away though, um, the same, the same issues popping up again and again, Jim. Absolutely. I think um, I, I can see that we're getting, making a little bit of improvement with the set pieces, uh, looking a bit more creative, mixing it up. We beat the first man now. Um, I thought Goita had a pretty good game in terms of commanding his box. And at least I think one of the big things that we've been missing with our goalkeeper is he was just owning it and taking a chance. And like whether he got it or not, at least they kind of knew he was going to come for it and he was going to try and do something. Mm-hmm. And, and unfortunately, he got on the end of a couple of, you know, balls, as you said, Matt, when he kind of punched it away. Um, but I, I I think I saw some promising stuff. You know, there was some good link-up plays. Jason's spot on it. It was the final third or final, like the finish. Um, Harvey, Dacker and Jewsbury Hall had some nice interlinking play on, on the edge of the box. I think Harvey had a couple where he just took a one, chance. Took one, one too many, many touches. Touch. You know, yeah. How many of us were yelling, shoot? Um, or, um, you know, and, and, you know, he just didn't quite pull the trigger. Um, Daka had that one when he was kind of clean through and then sort of you could, he actually had, should have taken another touch and he yeah. just went for a shot from the edge of the box and sort of scuffed it along the ground. And, and I think that was about it. It was mainly a lot of sort of, you know, middle third play, um, you know, of course us giving up a kind of a couple of ter- terrifying incidents, yeah. um, but, but nothing really, I don't think guilt edge that they had either. You know, Danny Ward pulled off that great save. I'm trying to think what else happened. Yeah, the well, that to your point about the sloppy play in the back, that one Justin gave away right right mm-hmm. away. That was the only high, the, their only highlights came from us giving the freaking ball away. Big Dan gave it away a few times. Uh, wow, he saved some. He saved our asses a few times. I I wouldn't I wouldn't start calling him the next like Steve Walsh just yet. Uh, you know, we, we saw how that Bournemouth game went. Uh, yeah, yeah. And yeah, he was true. also, you know, part of a side that, that gave up six goals uh, against Spurs. So, uh, but we do see that he does, there is quality in there. And I think he, he has played two very good games with us. And, and I, I think um, um, by and large, our back line, while they were a little shaky with the ball sometimes. And one thing I noticed we were doing a lot, which is a little odd, is just letting the ball bounce in our own box. And that led to a few awkward situations. Uh, but I think, like, overall, uh, the back line did well. I mean, Palace did not have very many chances. And Big Dan did well, kind of, you know, kept Zaha in his pocket there. Um uh, whenever Zaha would try, you know, try to cut in, and you could see how frustrated he was, and it just was not working for him. And Vieira had to take him out. Um, uh, so the back line and Ward, I think, overall ha- had a good game. Um, I think you know maybe there was there was a bit of nervousness in possession. I think also um, again a symptom of just the lack of confidence that that the side has, um, and just you know these guys have just kind of been beaten down. 
not exactly being, uh, you know, given any favors by um, the setup, by by things that, you know, the managers said. Um, so, you know, they're a little down on their luck right now, but they're good players and they showed that. Um, and, uh, you know, Palace just could not create very much against us. Definitely. I, um, I, you know, Jim, we said we were asking, trying to remember what happened. One thing that didn't happen was James Madison. And I think that's yeah. one of the biggest stories of this entire match, especially coming off a match where he earned a team of the week card on FIFA because he was so damn dominant. Uh, Southgate actually comes to the game and is in the stands and we saw the exact opposite performance. Um, up and down the field, he just looked lost. I mean, whether he's yelling at his own teammates or I know at one point Barnes put one on a platter for him and he skied it, you know, 10 yards over the net and then he points at the ground as if, you know, Barnes should have played an even better ball to him, which I don't think was possible um, in his own head. I mean, what, what do we got? What are we thinking, guys? Because, I mean, he, then he gets a yellow card for simulation in the 94th damn minute, a yellow card that will mean we don't have him for the next match because that's five now and he's going to be suspended. It, how can you go from hot to cold so quick, Jason? Um, well, I'll, I'll make a quick comment about that. that I think uh, it's important to let the, to let the Englishman weigh in uh, on, the, on the future of his country's uh, World Cup squad. And I'm uh, probably not feeling so great about it now. But, yeah, I mean, I, I, I wonder if Matters knew that Southgate was in the crowd and knew this was his chance and maybe was like um, – squeezing onto the bat a little too hard, you know, just putting a little too much pressure on himself. And, um, and it shows that man, without these moments of individual brilliance, largely matters uh, having these moments of individual brilliance, brilliance. We just don't put the ball in the net as often as we should. And it's scary that this team has to rely on that so much rather than kind of creating more organic team goals. And then uh, Jim, um, you know, <laughs> probably I don't know. If, I mean, at least you have a pretty solid group here, and, and you know, you've got the big bad U.S. in the side. Which uh, I, I don't know how bullish Matt and I are about the U.S. national team's chances, <laughs> but I, I, you have to be feeling pretty good about England in the group. I'm not sure about afterwards, but um, after after this, do you, do, you, do you think that that maybe he, he's doomed his chances of, of getting into that World Cup squad. Yeah, Jason, I, I, I agree. I think he probably maybe knew that Southgate was there. He'd been on a roll. I think he, it was one of those games where he was, you could just see he was just trying a bit too hard and trying to force stuff. And it, he didn't feel like his sort of natural self. And then he, and then he, he got to that stage. I think we'd seen it before with Madison where he kind of gets a little bit greedy and he tries to like, play you know keep holds on to the ball too long or he's trying to play something even more even more kind of fantastic because he doesn't do the do it the last time i think to be honest he must be just pretty mentally exhausted as well carrying the team you know we've we've yeah. relied as you said you've we've relied so on true. him like we like he needs to be able to have a game where he doesn't have to perform to like you know the very best of his abilities every single you know minute of every single match and I think that's one of the downfalls that, you know, I think Rogers has had over his career. And I think certainly with Leicester, he's kind of had 
throughout this. You know, when we've played well, we've had you know certain players like just play out their skins. You know, think about Vardy when he you know transformed Vardy's game to the you know box to box center forward. And you know, to be fair, he did, and he got more out of Vardy. You know, I think he improved Ndidi's attacking side a bit more. Um, you know, obviously Madison's come on leaps and bounds, but I think what we see is the mental fragility of mm. um, the players who maybe the manager asks just, you know, too much. You know, it feels a lot like, you know, all right, guys, as soon as you're over that white, you know, chalk line, it's on you. And I'm going to stand here with my Gucci belt, you know, but pointing and maybe going having a chat to Chris Davis about what's happening and and not really kind of, you know, like what what what's going on? And I think, you know, that, you know, talking to Maka, I think we see that with Rogers that he's made, you know, maybe he's a quiet guy, but he's just not made that connection with the fans and he hasn't got that extra connection with the players that he can kind of G them up mid-game and get them to do something that's not, you know, not necessarily tactically innovative mm-hmm. um, and complex. It's just like, you know, how do you kind of, you know, get the team, put your foot in, you know, chase down, you know, well done guys, you're chasing down, keep going, keep going, and just kind of giving them that, you know, carry that that you kind of expect a manager to do when you when you play a game. You expect them to call you out and tell you what to do and kind of encourage you when you've done, you know, done something good and to keep going, even if they can see you knackered. Or if you do something that's, you know, not quite how it should be, they give you the feedback and tell you, you know, get your head back in the game think about the basics, do whatever. And I don't know if that's where we've got the miss. Yeah, just that encouragement also. Like when when things aren't necessarily going your way on the pitch, sometimes a little bit of encouragement is, is needed. Like, come on, come on. Like, you know, stay in it, stay with it, guys. There was a moment in, um, in stoppage time where we were pressing, we were trying. And I think we gave up a goal kick. Uh, but there was still some time left. The camera cut to Rogers, cut to the sideline. You see Vieira out there, uh, you yeah. know, standing against the touchline. But Rogers has to go back to his, um, uh, you know, to one of the assistants. It seemed like like talking strategy, and um, you can't tactic. You know, you can't get your <laughs> yeah. way out of everything through tactics and out and football. Sometimes it takes heart. And, um, and it takes that, you know, uh, encouragement and it takes, you know, just lighting the fire on under someone's ass. And, um, and it, it showed, you know, that we we're just kind of missing some, some leadership there. And, you know, like you said, Jim, it seems like most of this is falling onto James Madison's shoulders. Mm-hmm. And I, I think you're right. I don't think that's fair. He should not have to do this week in and week out. No, and and then it doesn't help that Mainton Mount had probably the best game of this season as well, when we know that that's the guy that he's up against too. Yeah. Um, so, but I think you know, just on Rogers, look at the people who he like managed you know, models himself after Guardiola. You know, to a, a certain extent, you know, uh, Arteta's from the school of Guardiola, and they have the tactical nows, but they have that encouragement, Jason, that you talked about. You know, look at Guardiola. He doesn't go and sit down and sulk. He goes and yells at his team whether they're doing something great or whether, you know, you can, you know, he's fun. He's probably as fun to watch as, you know, Man City sometimes. So is Klopp. Um, and so, and that's that's sort of what I think we miss. And, and 
you know, I think I think you're spot on. And you know, we're we're playing, you know, Leeds. I know we're going to talk about Leeds a little bit on Thursday, but like Jesse Marsh, to his credit, he's another one of those guys that you know will get the team going and um, and get behind them. Yeah, he's God yeah. only knows how many pairs of acid wash jeans he's ripped this year doing <laughs> knee slides. Uh, you know, getting hyped up for his boys. But yeah, I'm with you, dude. Like a little passion, like show something. And, yeah. and, and it's no coincidence that our probably our best performance of the season was right after you know Rogers took a different approach and really just tried to fire the guys up by without you know by forgetting about the tactics for a second. And showing clips of of the game from last year, and just reminding these guys that like these guys kicked your asses. Right. You don't want to have this happen again. And uh, we 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 see how effective that can be, especially in a relegation fight and, do, and when a team's at the bottom of the table. Do, do you guys feel like when you watch the players, like you can like almost see their thought process of oh I'm going to do some oh wait I've got to what are my instructions what have I got to do. And I, I think it slows yeah. us down. So, like, do you guys see that as well? Absolutely. So I think that's something that we were talking about after, let's say, like the Brighton game, where, you know, um, Potter just kind of had his team drilled so well, and they all knew where to be, and they knew where their teammates were. And like, kind of every time we had the ball, I had to take that extra split second to kind of think, oh, I go, what should I do? Where's my guy? And, um, and the just kind of, you know, it's football, man. It's a game. Mm-hmm. It should, should flow. Um, and just that, that freedom and that confidence um, just seems to have kind of gone away f- from us. It's yeah, man, I'm, I'm absolutely on the same page there. It, mm-hmm. you know, I don't think I, I, I'm almost at the point where I think we need like an Antonio Brown, like, take off your pads and storm off the field, something to wake Rogers up. Like, I don't know if it's Vardy, just somebody that, I mean, get in his head and just like, because you almost can see the annoyance now with them. Um, like they, they, it's, it's, they're all, they're at the same level. I think fans are with the guy and it's just like, dude, we know you don't want to be here. We don't want you to be here. And for whatever reason, you're still fucking here and we're having to deal with you. So we're trying to make the best of a bad situation. And I'll tell you what, yeah. if, if, if we lose and, and the matters burnout is such a great point, Jim, because aside from him this year, <laughs> it's been far pickings for, for highlight real players. And, um, with, you know, Yuri's a shadow of him, his former self, everything uh-huh. is coming together. And, and yeah, if you don't have him being inspired and let alone, if he doesn't make this world cup squad, <laughs> Jesus Christ, guys, it could be bad, Jim. Uh, yeah, I think, I think so too. Um, look, I, I kind of was thinking about this earlier, you know, the getting ready for the pod. Yeah. I do do a little bit of prep, but, um, you think about like, Dewsbury Hall is second guessing himself and he's a very instinctive player like James Justin. uh, He's kind of think about how he was last season, you know, sort of rampaging and he got injured obviously. But I don't think it's his injury that he's thinking about. I think it's like, Oh, what have I got to do? What's the tactical play? Whatever, you know, and I was listening to pipes, you know, whose analysis is always spot on already Lester saying, I don't think he's, you know, should be playing down the left, but I'm like, well, actually Justin was, Really, really good. That's where how he got to the England squad was playing left back. Think about a couple of the goals he scored. Think about like what he did. Um, and so I think I look across some of those players. You know, you know, Jason. To your point, fast. 
he kind of has a game, a good game and then a bad game. And it was, it's almost like, you know, he, I feel like there's a lot of cags asking him of going mm-hmm. in and like, Oh, okay. I did. I made a mistake. So I'm going to double make up for it, which is great to see he's taking ownership, but does that mean he's kind of putting himself out of position and exposing the team? And I think one of the reasons he had a kind of good game apart from, you know, he had a couple of good spectacular, no highlights, real tackles, but he didn't, you know, but he didn't go too crazy. And he actually was, you know, his distribution was really good too. And mm-hmm. there was a bit of like, you know, budget David Louise there, wasn't there with some of the passes he was playing, the way he was stepping into midfield with the ball as well. Yeah, definitely, dude. I, uh, I listen as as I learned watch on the plane ride back watching Top Gun Maverick. Maverick says to Rooster, "You got to stop thinking sometimes, Rooster, and just do it." <laughs> and I honestly think that's what is missing right now. I think the tactics are in the guys' heads, and everybody's just not letting themselves play. A la, uh, you know, Claudio and the boys in twenty fifth, six, fifteen, sixteen, oh. where they were playing for pizza nights and pizza parties. Well, so. There's ever a film you think that. Brendan Rogers is going to emulate his life after it's it's Top Gun and definitely trying to emulate pretend he's Maverick with his his dress sense and his sunglasses and his his bleached teeth. Hundred percent. The only thing missing was a uh, uh, you know Maverick visiting Mount Kilimanjaro. Um, before we go any further, though, guys, we got to uh, pump in our our little and as as you guys probably noticed by now, no live pod uh, this week. We're just doing the old school style, but still got to get our uh, match days with Ollie. He sent it to us after after the uh, performance to let us know uh, what he thought of uh, the match on Saturday. Hey, Matt. How are you doing, Foxes? All is well. Um, you all have a great time in Philadelphia. I looked amazing. Um, Leicester nil, Crystal Palace nil. Shock. There's not a lot to talk about as it was a ball. Nil, nil, draw. Um, first off was terrible. Absolutely terrible. It was barely string five passes together there was no shape in the midfield it, was, it wasn't great it's not picking up in the second half but just couldn't take our chances um, nobody we just didn't look like scoring we had loads of chances but it just didn't look like anyone was going to get that breakthrough goal and nobody did um, but point. it is a point they all matter at the minute of course um, positives Jamie Ryder looked very decent when he came on like he wanted it he uh, pressed that defence and put in on ragged which was good to see again but what can you do not a lot um, we moved to Thursday against Leeds uh, see what we can do up the city as always up the city yeah I'm just um, I- I'm listening so I don't see it so I'm um, just trying to trying to guess what, what color the, the hoodie is today because he's always got always got something fresh and new. Oh, I like that one. That, 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 that's yeah, a nice one. Well Jason done, Holly. Well yeah. done. Nice navy, nice navy hoodie on this one. So yeah, thanks, buddy. So I, I he always keeps the gear fresh. Yeah, I do agree with him as well. And I I I, I liked how he um mentioned the press. So I think that's something we were doing the, the players are doing a bit differently and pressing as a team a bit more and higher up the pitch. And I hope we do see more of that as the season goes on. So I, I agree with Dollar there that that was um, the the way that we pressed. I think was uh, a bit better than we we've seen in previous weeks. Right, 
I uh, I also he makes a good point about Vardy. That's the most dangerous I think Vardy's looked this year so far. So long may it continue. He set up that he, he right there in the he gave matters a chance to draw a penalty, but uh, I guess he, not well done there. So yeah, I I, I agree and, and big thanks to him uh, as always for doing that after the matches. Uh, guys, let's look ahead now to uh, Leeds. Just defeated by Arsenal yesterday, one nothing. Thursday match is still going to be exciting, Jim. Yeah, it's going to be exciting. I'll actually be um, locked in a conference room all day for work, so I'm not going to be watching it, and I'll try to be avoiding all of social media. But um, from what I get, you know, having a good friend who's a Leeds fan and, and kind of doing some reading after that, I think they played okay against a, a strong Arsenal team. And the worrying thing was that um, Bamford came on in the second half and actually played really well. And we know he likes to, um, he's a Nottingham lad and he likes to feed on, um, on Leicester quite recently. So like, that's a little bit of a worry. I think the biggest thing is going to be, are we going to be up for it? And are we going to put in the performance with a short, um, a short break? What's the formation going to be is the biggest question, as you said, with Madison's uh, last minute uh, yellow card, which, you know, I, he got touched. I think it was a soft, soft yellow card. Um, seen him given, but um, yeah, I I just think if we can, like, are they 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 struggling to score? Maybe the only thing that can keep us in it, and you know, we'll see how it goes. Yeah, they're currently sitting fifteenth with nine points. Um, so definitely not killing it this year. Uh, Jason, any thoughts on them going in? Yeah, well, uh, by by a lot of accounts, they were the better side against Arsenal this weekend. So that's certainly concerning uh, because we know how good Arsenal um, is playing this year. And we talked earlier about, you know, what do we do and, and how do we score when managers having an off day? Well, now, you know, we'll, let's, let's raise it one. And how do we do that? And how do we create chances and um, win a game when he's not even – available for selection and that's um you know concerning um and i i I don't know where the goals are going to come from or where that creativity will come from um but i think part of me would like to see a a two striker set up and to see you know kelechi get a chance to to play from the beginning and offer that hold up play that we really just don't have without him in the lineup uh and then a you know with a speedy uh strike partner and perhaps you know in Vardy or Daka next to him and uh, and you know let, let's see let's see what we can do there yeah and the importance guys again any the, these games these 15 through 20 teams we've got to find ways to get points it is so crucial so this was a super important one um you know and and like you guys said without matters it's just going to be a freaking uphill climb because you know they're going to be up for it um as we said acid wash jeans jesse marsh will have his boys uh clawing through the locker room trying to get out and at us so um guys any last points about leads that you wanted to point out anything that you anything else that you're looking for basically uh, before uh, yeah i i agree with jason i like c2 up top um i'm wondering and think we were chatting about this this weekend uh, is, are we going to go back to a back three perhaps um, with, you know, Evans out, you know, actually Justin and Castagna, pretty good wing backs and able to move forward. I guess the question is whether he goes two up top or sort of goes for it, you know, that three, four, three. 
and maybe play someone out of position on the right who can keep Harvey Barnes in. Um, so I think that's going to be the only the only question I've got. For sure. For sure. Well, guys, the other the only other big news for Leicester that happened was uh, Erling Holland, the, the animal, did not score uh, somehow this week. So Vard's uh, record is safe for now. That was good to see as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. Kind of hold up there. <laughs> I think that's what we were all all wanted. He's gonna he's gonna break every record, but hopefully not that one. If that one sticks around for a while, at least not Holland's first damn season in the league. Um, let, let, let's hope that Marty can keep that record a little longer. And then we we do have Wolves on Sunday too, so um, there's not much time right after after Leeds. So uh, if it doesn't go well. Uh, well, I guess we won't have to wait long to to to, to try to watch the guys uh, right the ship. For sure. And that's, yeah, it's definitely, I mean, we couldn't ask for a better lineup. It's not like we're having the Man City, you know, Liverpool back-to-back here, guys. These points are just sitting there for us to grab and, and get ourselves out of trouble. So please, please do it, boys. We need it. Um, guys, on that note, one more time, just got to say this weekend was one of the most incredible things that we have ever done and will ever do. And those of you that were able to make it uh, part as magical as it was, thank you again. You know who you are. Uh, the list is far too long for us to get into now because it, we, uh, we all have things going on trying to get our lives back together after an entire weekend of Leicester City debauchery. Jim, any last words before we say goodbye to the group this week? No. Um what a what a great weekend and um looking forward to doing another one soon yep same here and and you know guys when we get these when we get around these big fan groups like the liverpools and stuff i mean i wish you could have heard the audible difference in the matches behind us versus you know what we had been singing the i mean the atmosphere completely fell off they weren't singing they weren't having fun they weren't hugging you know i mean we were we're just it's just a different squad around us isn't it jason Oh hell yeah! And and like I said, like in the prior episode, I told uh, everyone that we have more fun even when we're losing than other sides have winning. And I think now we could say we also have more fun when drawing than other teams <laughs> have when they're winning. watching dire nil nils. Exactly. Yeah. At one point, we were sing. Uh, we we're, we're we only sing when we draw. That was one of our. Uh, songs of choice but yeah guys on that note uh we're gonna wrap it up we all got things to get to so thank you so much as always for joining us on the u.s foxes podcast for jim in texas jason in new york and chris at work we'll see you next time on the u.s foxes (laughs) podcast peace